here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Rob McCarron. Pyro, Michael Cole. Oh my God, is that? Oh, it's the demon. The demon has returned. Jeff Hawkins. Choke slam and that's it. There you go. You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarron and Jeff Hawkins. Everybody. Welcome to Shake Them Ropes, episode 207. Jeff Hawkins and a special guest coming up shortly. I want to thank everyone for the well wishes. Uh, if you don't know, Sunday night we were going to record a WWE Payback post show to be released late Sunday, early Monday. Obviously, that show did not happen. Uh, I want to thank everyone for your well wishes. Uh, if you saw on Twitter, I did uh, post. I had a uh, family emergency that came up on Sunday so we could not record uh, and a couple of you guys reached out to us and and wished us the best and I thank you for that everything will end up being fine but anyway for the sake of rambling I just want to say thanks uh, for the understanding of why we did not do a show Sunday we are going to discuss WWE payback on this episode of the show uh, this show is sponsored by upside.com save big on business travel and get Right now, a $200 Amazon gift card for free just for trying the service. Upside.com. Use promo code BizTrip, B-I-Z-T-R-I-P. Promo code BizTrip at Upside.com. Get $200 from Amazon just for trying and saving money on your business travel. Also, we are sponsored by Lord Timepieces once again. Lord Timepieces save 10% on a great watch right now. At Lord Timepieces, use promo code ROPES. Jeff Hawkins and I back on Shake Them Ropes, on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and now iHeartRadio. Catch us on the iHeart app, at iHeartRadio on Twitter. You can find us by searching Shake Them Ropes on iHeartRadio. Very happy to have our show on there, and our show is only on there because of your support, because of your downloads, because of your listenership and subscribing to the iTunes feed, the Stitcher feed, everywhere. Uh, iHeartRadio took notice, and we are now on iHeartRadio. So very cool. Hope you guys will enjoy this episode of Shake Them Ropes. We'll be right back with Jeff Hawkins and a special guest. Welcome everybody to Shake Them Ropes episode 207. It is the uh, promised payback post show two days late, as well as later on in the show, Jeff and I will talk wrestling with shadows because why not? Because the retro reviews are all the rage these days. Uh, So we are going to uh, talk wrestling with shadows And we are joined this week by a very special guest here. She was live at WWE Payback in San Jose, I want to say. I should know that beforehand. But uh, yeah, out there in California, Celia Bloom joins us to talk about WWE Payback. Celia, how are you doing? I'm doing really good. Thank you so much for having me. 
Is this uh is this the first time you've ever been on the show properly? Like we had like a panel of guests one time where where you were on, but this is the first time Celia Bloom has been on uh to guest about WWE. Is that not uh correct? That is correct. Look at that. So I feel I feel extra special. Thank you. Extra special and you should feel extra special at the fact that I got that correct because usually I'm wrong and don't remember things. Um, because, uh, I don't remember things. That's right, Jeff. Jeff, you know, you, I'm, you're always reminding me of things you said three minutes before I forget them. Mm-hmm. That's how it goes. That's how it goes here. Uh, Celia, did you have a fun time at payback? Like getting to the chase? Did you have an entertaining time on Sunday night at payback? I did have a very entertaining time, but, um, again, it was, it was a lot to do with the experience of being there, um, versus, uh, the actual show, what, I would say. Okay, so really? the experience being there being like the people you were around or just the uh, the aesthetics of it, the theater of it? Like, what, what does well, the experience mean to you? Right, thanks. Um, so I've been to NXT and WrestleMania and now um, this pay-per-view. And I would say that my experience at WrestleMania felt very disjointed from the actual, um, like what was going on in the ring. Like if I felt like I was watching the Jumbotron more often and, it, and I enjoyed the experience mostly because of the people I was with. I would say um, NXT is, it was a much more intimate arena. So obviously just you feel more connected to the events of what's going on. This particular show um, was at the arena where the San Jose Sharks play. And although they made it look really huge on TV, it, it actually is a really intimate setting and I had really great seats. But, um, you know, and there were some points, you know, I loved when Bailey came out and, you know, and Zoen cast that whole thing because we were close to experience it. But I did not think it was a super great show. Okay, so, so once... Once the uh, show actually started, you your experience level or your entertainment level apparently went down. Like, were you did you have high hopes going into the show? No, I actually didn't. I knew it was going to be so so, um, but it really it could have been a rot for me. Could have easily just been a normal Monday night show. There wasn't anything that made it feel special like a pay per view for me. Um, like, we didn't see any, like, authority figures, if you will. Like, no one. Nothing. And I don't know if you guys heard on TV, just because I hadn't gotten that far um, in re-watching it later, but during the Wyatt Orton, um, like, televised portion of their match, the entire stadium was um, chanting, this is boring, really loudly for wow. like 10 minutes. No, I, I hadn't heard that. I heard they didn't like it. I heard they didn't care for it, but I hadn't heard that part. And that was actually going to be my question is, you know, how did they take that um, House of Horrors match, which to me was really the one weak spot in the card overall, just to give you my opinion on it. I really liked Payback in terms of the matches were, to me, a lot of fun to watch on this show. But I, 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 I had heard there was a negative reaction, but I hadn't heard that there was a vocal chant going about the show um about or at least about the house of horrors match um and i can't is there any, i can't is blame there the fans there yeah i was i was wondering if there's any other 
reactions that, or to things that we may not have seen that uh, that she could enlighten us on, possibly. Um, you know what? Not that. Oh, well, I guess the other two big things that I noticed would be um, when the cruiserweights come on, everyone went to the merch stand or to get something to eat. Well, that's a shame because I thought that was a great match for those. Two. So did I, because I was not one of those people. But literally, like you could see where the camera was focusing for really long times. Cause they probably didn't want to show you how many people left the state, the actual arena part. Um, and then people really dug, um, Alexa bliss and the Bailey match and the fact that Alexa won. Which huh. is really weird in, in itself. In, right. And Bailey's, in yeah. Bailey's hometown. Yeah. <laughs> Bailey's hometown. We don't oh, care. Yeah. The whole, at least the section I was in just went off the chain on that one. And I was really surprised because I'm not a, like, I don't, I'm not loyal really to either one of them, but I was like, Oh, Alexa, damn it. Could it have been Alexa bliss herself or just the fact that it was a title change? Do people still react well to title changes just because. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I really couldn't tell you, but the people that I were around are were super into Alexa, but it was this, it was the whole arena. Because I, I, I do feel, Jet, that she has a uh, she has a growing fan base in Alexa Bliss. Uh, a lot of people are liking what she's doing there, and she seems really confident, and she's a character that isn't uh, wishy-washy at this point. I, I think a lot of people are getting behind her, uh, but I, it was Bailey's hometown. I would have thought that Bailey would have gotten a better reaction and that uh, Alexa Bliss's title win wouldn't have been that well-received. And I just feel like at this point, people just like when news happens, and Alexa Bliss winning the title was news. Yeah, I, I, w- I, w- I would agree with that assessment. Um, I think Alexa is beco- quickly becoming a rock star to the point where I think that whole segment on Raw is a tease for an eventual Charlotte match at Mania next year. I think that's going to be the match <laughs> for for the women um, because Vince likes blondes. But I think they like new. I think they like title changes. I think they like just straight-ahead characters. And Alexa Bliss is a straight ahead character as opposed to, you know, Bailey's hometown, but they've really kind of botched the character development, so to speak, but she's still very popular. So, I mean, I think people like seeing, thinking that the show that they're at is important. So the title change makes the show seem important. Now, Celia, you're in the building and you said there were no, uh, it could have been a raw, but there were no authority figures on this show. Uh, did you miss Braun Strowman on the show? Cause that oh. guy, <laughs> is an authority oh, figure. Was this your first time ever seeing Braun live? And what did you think enough. about him? Well, no, cause I went to WrestleMania, but certainly okay. haven't seen him at this perspective. And, um, it was weird because I was almost right under the jumbotron in my section. And when he came on the screen for that moment in time, I thought that his sweaty beard was going to sweat all over me. I have a hard time looking at him. Not going to lie. Hard time looking at him. Were people, uh, this is just a, Maybe off the wall. I don't know. Uh, the brawn entrance where he's yelling his own name in the entrance. Are people <laughs> nearby you? Were people when he was entering the ring screaming Braun's name like that? Yes. Old, are people actually yes. doing that? Huh? Okay. Yes. And they loved it. They loved every second of it. And um, Roman looks puny next to next to Braun in the ring at the perspective I was at. Because Roman always looks so large to me and yeah. and so does oh, yeah. Braun. But when I'm, but when I see them like that, I'm like, Oh my God, he makes Roman look small. Right. Uh, Braun's a, Braun's a big dude. It's not just because he's uh tall. There are, you know, a lot of tall guys there, but he's tall and he's thick and, and he just makes people look tiny. And did they, sh- did they show the Braun uh, promo in the, uh, in the, uh, in the arena? 
The one where he was talking to the camera, hyping up the match? Yes, but what they didn't show was the what happened backstage. Okay. Mm. And there was a to do. There was a to do about that actually, because people are starting to leave the section, <laughs> and the ushers were like, "The show isn't over yet, folks. You Come still got six minutes, and you're going to want to see this." And then people are were waiting. <laughs> we're like, "Okay, something great's going to happen." And then you can hear the guy on the earpiece go, "Oh, oh, um, I guess you guys don't get to see it because it's happening right now." Uh, we're like, "Are you kidding me with Whoops. this shit?" What a sell job yeah. by the usher. The usher was false advertising. That's great. Usher right? kayfabing. Usher, usher yes. was, uh, he's he, a worker. He did the his job. A worker. Yeah, he did his job better than, uh, better than others. I mean, better than the cruiserweights. The cruiserweights couldn't keep people in their seat. That's sad. Uh, especially yeah. when they're the top two names in that division. Imagine if Noam Dar was working this show. I mean, that would not have gone over well. Uh, the first match on the night was Enzo Amore and Big Cass. Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson taking the loss to those two. Uh, surprised at all. Uh, and it, the first match of the night usually gets a pretty good reaction. What'd you think about the first match, Celia? Um, I thought it was fine. I actually like Enzo and Big Cass, but I do not like, uh, Anderson and Gallows at all. So I was all for it, but I, it was entertaining. And I do like, I, I know people, some people I know are like, oh, I'm so over their gimmick, blah, blah, blah. But when their entrance comes out, the whole arena comes alive. And that was really fun. I, it's it, they're they're the new new age outlaws. Yeah, everybody loves that entrance. And, and you and you're never you see it on TV 52 times a year. Yes, so the people watching at home might get tired of it, but the people who are in the building are seeing it for maybe the first time and maybe mm-hmm. the only time they ever will. So and this it, is our ch- and this is yeah. their one chance to do the do the you know hand back and forth and you can't teach that. Yeah, it's, no, everybody gets jacked for that. It's I just want to know if Celia has a thing against bald guys because that's why and that's why she hates Gallows and Anderson because. Uh, we may have, we may have beef if if she doesn't like them for that reason. No, I definitely. It's <laughs> not that they're bald, you dork. It is about that <laughs> one looks pink, and I just don't like their whole thing. I'm just not into them. It's, they just never did have done it for me. Which one looks pink? <clears throat> oh God, I don't even know which one is which. To be honest with you, because the tall one, the, the tall one looks pink. The tall one, uh, Luke Gallows has a very odd color to him. Uh, yes, and, and it seems to change every week. I, you're not, you're not uh, talking out of school there. That is the thing that is happening with Luke Gallows. Rob, and, I got a flash poll for you. Who had, who had, who has a weirder hue of color this week? Luke Gallows <laughs> or the SmackDown Women's Division, which was all brown? <laughs> I think that's terrible. Um, I, I might have to censor that comment out of the show, Jeff. I mean, that, that's kind of a horrible thing. Oh, the SmackDown Women's Division all looks brown. What could they be construed they, wrong they about were, that? Well, so I'm going to have to side with Jeff on this one sometimes. <laughs> and the guys do it, too. They get a little a crazy bronzer. on the tannin. But, yeah, all of that stuff. I always. Dolph, uh, he's one, too. Dolph. Uh, the Miz always seems to come out of this as a different shade of color uh, sometimes. Um, he's the one Rob I really see. just censor me. That's the thing. You just want to mm-hmm. censor me. You just say, Jeff was too controversial this week, so I had to censor him. One, week, of, one of these days, it's just going to be the the audience out there hearing my side of the conversation and everything else will be muted. Like there will be minutes long of silence as if I let Jeff talk for minutes at a time. <laughs> That's your dream show though. Well, I thought the main event of the show was going to be Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens. I was wrong right out of the gate. Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens opens the show uh, for the U S title. The, the lone, 
I, this was the top title of the uh, men's division uh, here in the opening match. Chris Jericho getting the win against Kevin Owens. Surprised by that, Miss Bloom. I actually was because I thought we've been talking, or I thought it was a known thing that he was going to be going on tour and doing some other stuff. So I expected him to lose, to be honest. And Jeff Hawkins, uh, mm-hmm. you did not think this was going to be the main event. That comes later. Uh, I thought Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens was going to be the main event, thinking that Chris Jericho might win this one. Uh, I, I, I didn't know. It was 50-50 to me. Uh, but thinking even Chris Jericho might win, I thought, okay, you have to go on last with the U.S. title here. Uh, they didn't go. They went with the opener. It was, I believe, the longest match in the show, at least in the ring, in the building. Um, is this a situation where... If this were on pay-per-view back in the day, that day being 2014, would this match have been the actual main event or it's the network era? It doesn't matter what order you put these on on the show. No, I think I think Roman would have been the main event either way. I, 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 I believe that to be true because that's just Vince's instincts. I, I'm with C on this one. I had no inclination that Jericho was going to win this at all. I knew that they're going to find a way to write him off, but I had no, I had no idea that this was how they're I thought they may have Braun actually attack him at raw and that's how they're going to send him off. But I, I had no inclination that Jericho might win this match, but it just seems weird to do that and then have Owens win the belt back just for a feud with AJ. I thought they were just going to keep that, but uh, I was wrong. So yeah, spoiler alert to those who may not have seen it, but this is happening after SmackDown. Yes, Kevin Owens won the title back on SmackDown, so Kevin Owens is the uh, U.S. champion again. Uh, and the way they wrote him off on there was was fine. I thought I thought the beatdown was very very vicious, and I thought that did a lot for Kevin Owens' uh, heat. Were people surprised in the building that this match was happening first? Yes. They absolutely were. Um, I, so you're, you're, I didn't have a particular point of view. Yeah, you're in. You're in the line. You know, going to the building. You're you're hearing the people talk as they're stuffing nachos in their face inside the building. You're hearing all the kids going crazy. Like, who are they going to see tonight? You're hearing the woo chants most likely before the show. Are people talking oh, about are, so many woo chants? Oh, so many, I'm sorry to. Yeah. So many woo chants. That's still a thing, guys. That's still a thing Goodness. at the live events. Sorry, I just had to intervene with that. I want to know, like, what has the most likely chance of of succumbing, or not succumbing, but uh, overtaking the woo chance? Because people woo all the time. I mean, the last WWE show I went to was probably, what, like two or three years ago. And the woo chants are over like crazy. Uh, are Enzo and Big Cass, are their chants making their way? Like, was there anything else happening pre-show with the crowd that they were chanting that might one day overtake the woo chants? Not during the pre-show, but I mean, they really overdid it with the 10 chant. Okay. Ding, ding, ding. Hey, There's chant. your answer. There you 10 go. is the new what? Every time. Ooh. I don't know if I like that. I don't know if I like that at all. Especially on a show where Ty Dillinger wasn't going to be there. Yeah, and I get it when it's like when he's there and it's it's his thing, but right. I I just don't love it when it's just now what happens every time. And that it is. I mean, that's what the yes chance became i mean we had alicia fox tonight on 205 live trying to start a yes chant and the people thankfully weren't that into it uh but yeah it's uh the yes chance became that one day we're gonna have i don't even know uh triple h jr coming into the ring doing a 10 chant i have no idea 
Um, Austin Aries, Neville, you said the crowd wasn't into it. They were at the merch stand. Uh, match was good. Austin Aries gets the win, but DQ'd uh, Neville was. So the title stays with Neville, and Austin Aries and Neville must continue. Uh, anything of note on this match outside of the fact that the crowd was headed to the merch stand? And I guess that's a good thing for WWE, right? Hey, mer- more merch. They don't. They, they already got the ticket money. They don't care if you watch the show. Go buy stuff. Um, I liked the match. Uh, I hung out for it. I like, I like both wrestlers. Although I used to have a semi crush on Neville. Now that he's evil Neville, I can't do it. But I do enjoy his performance in the ring. Um. And Austin Aries looks a lot shorter than I imagined on TV. So that was just my two cents about it. He's super tiny. He is a small dude. He is super tiny. And he, uh, maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe you see the same thing. I don't know. Austin Aries, his whole persona seems like he's the small dude that had to hit the gym every day because he just wants to stop being known as the small dude, but it's never going to leave him. He's just a small guy. Been fighting it his whole life. I don't know. Yeah, I think uh, I think this match, the one thing that WWE doesn't do is give the various referees personalities. And I think it would have helped if this referee was known to have a short fuse or a short tolerance for being, you know, manhandled or whatever, because it just doesn't make any sense that the ref would just all of a sudden DQ him unless it was part of the personality. But since they don't want the referees taken away from the performers in the ring, it 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 the, the the it seems like the ending was a bit cheap. The ending was a bit cheap. Also, the referee didn't know exactly where the bell was. Like he's calling for the bell at the opposite <laughs> end of the ring. Like where where's the bell? I've been manhandled. And I'm I've lost my place in the ring. I don't know where I am. Call for the this bell. This is why anyway. senior referee Rob McCarron is an asset to this show, telling us what referees should be doing. I would have torn ligaments in there. Getting- <laughs> pulled over dudes i would have been like broken i don't know um the hardy speaking of broken uh matt hardy jeff hardy the hardy boys defeated cesaro and sheamus for the raw tag team titles they remain the champions Uh, matt hardy did this thing on raw last night where even more than usual he has settled into some of his broken cadence in speaking that he was doing in tna on the indies uh i I still feel like this is a guy where they've told him, okay, you are the Hardy boys. This is what you're doing. Uh, you're not broken Matt Hardy, but Matt Hardy's like one day, one day I'm going to be broken. Matt, uh, Celia in the, in the audience, did people know who broken Matt was and were they doing anything to, uh, to get him to portray that character? Um, it was hit or miss. I mean, you can hear it in the, the majority of people did not, I don't think understand who he was or where, what his thing was except delete that was a thing but i don't know if people do it because it's fun and they yeah. want to chant with everybody else or right. if they really know where that came from it's the reason and they're doing the 10 chants because it's a fun thing to do and they don't care where it came from i i i agree i mean i believe that live report that a majority of the audience doesn't really get what broken matt hardy was and may not have maybe they even heard of broken matt hardy uh, but they never actually saw him as Broken Matt Hardy in TNA or the Independence, so they just kind of know the delete. They know the Cliff's notes. But this is not a character that people are calling for, and I think it, if it happened in WWE, it would not get over super well. Like, the delete chants are there. 
I think people would chant delete if Jeff Hardy was by himself in the ring. They don't care if it's Matt Hardy. I don't think we're ever going to see it. As much as he might want to do it in WWE, I don't think we're going to see it, and I think there's a good reason why. Was there a Sheamus and Cesaro chant in the building? I want to know if that carried over from Raw or if that's just going to be a European thing, I think. I did not. I can't. It clearly it would, wasn't it would, it would, it would, Yeah, it would go something like this. Sheamus and Cesaro. Did, 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 no. Did. Okay, good. No. Uh, you thought San Jose, California was going to chant that, Jeff. They you, might. Okay. They Weird things have happened. I, I did like the, the heel turn, though. I I. I I called it, but I, I liked the way they did it and the way that it was explained on uh, the Raw talk after the show was fantastic in terms of Sheamus going, I didn't even expect it. Cesaro went on his own and I'm proud of him. And I just joined him. I was like, that's great. I like, so, uh, I like that Cesaro and Sheamus are now like cemented as best friends. Like now they yeah. actually respect each other. Now Cesaro gets why Sheamus was trying to give him a mean streak. Now Sheamus gets why Cesaro was was that app not to do it, but is loving that he is like these two are the kick-ass tag team and they're going to win the tag team titles. They are going to beat the Hardy boys for the tag team titles. And it could be a fun division once they win it. Uh, if we get some new teams up there, um, Cesaro and Sheamus, the beatdown afterwards were, uh, were people just kind of eh on the Hardy boys after that? Or were they really feeling like, okay, uh, this, this match was all right. Uh, and we have the beatdown. We're going to get it some more. Were they into it? What was the uh, crowd reaction post-match Celia? They again. They were into it uh, because I think for, it was just Team Hardys that was the that was the choice of the arena. Mm -hmm. But um, I think everyone was into that particular match. It it seemed though the entrance is. I really enjoyed um, uh, Cesaro and Sheamus's entrance. Watching it live, like Sheamus literally almost goes invisible. Yeah, I I think it is a cool entrance, and it's given them something. Um, Cesaro getting into these entrances will help him out quite a bit. Yeah. Drew McIntyre in WWE. Kicking people who, in the faces. Well, that'll help too. Yeah, <laughs> that'll help too. Um, Drew McIntyre had a crazy good entrance. Uh, they give these European dudes, these crazy good entrances and then do nothing with them. Uh, hopefully this, uh, this changes with Cesaro and Sheamus, uh, Jeff over under the Hardy boys. The next raw pay-per-view is, uh, what great balls of fire now. Is that the next Raw pay-per-view? <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, Cesaro and Sheamus, do they win at Great Balls of Fire? Um, probably. I would I would say yes. I, I, I still think they're coming back with this broken gimmick, and that beatdown is the catalyst. I think, I think they've gotten the rights to it. Alexa Bliss and Bailey, crowd hype that Alexa Bliss gets the win. Uh, she is the Raw Women's Champion, and as they reminded us, Celia, she is the first ever to win the Raw and SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, basically the first ever to have the opportunity to. I mean, this brand split's gone on for less than a year. Uh, Alexa Bliss is the new champion. Anything of uh, anything else of note? Uh, you told us a little bit about the reaction to the end earlier. Uh, sustained? I mean, do you think Alexa Bliss as the Raw Women's Champion is going to get her over more? Is this a character that can thrive in WWE? Well, everyone around me will say yes, but I say no because I just hate her. I hate her, hate her, hate her, don't want to love her, except the fact that I did enjoy um, her little promo backstage hmm. about her non-celebration with um, Renee. <laughs> so you're saying I really did uh, enjoy that. Yeah, she's starting to win you over a little bit. 
Well, I hate it because that means that the people who are like, you don't like her because that means that she's such a good heel. That means they're right. And I hate <laughs> when people tell me that. I she's hate it. doing so. her job. You don't like her because you're not supposed to like her, Celia. Yes. Yes. I know. Hmm. Yep. Who, el- who else on this show do you not like because you're not supposed to? Who else is doing a good Wait. job as a heel? Is it Luke Gallows and his weird hue? No, I just don't like him. He falls out of that cat- category for sure. Okay. All right. Hey, is it Bray Wyatt? Is Bray Wyatt winning you over as a heel because he uh, participates in really weird matches on a video screen that you guys paid good money to watch on TV? Um, Looking at Bray kind of freaks me out. Hmm. He's like... I hate spiders and Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family entirely. I can't deal with it. Does he remind you of Plus, a spider? He kind of does or the predator, none of which are pleasant. Or the predator spider or mm-hmm. predator. Jeff Bray Wyatt is more like a spider or more like predator. I feel uh, like that's going to be a poll on Twitter. Oh, it's going to be a poll on Twitter. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Because of the dreads, I'll go with the predator. Because it's seriously, and that let one, me ask, that one, mm-hmm. let me Go ask on. you something here, uh, Rob and Celia. Did, did you feel that the, uh, I mean, the explanation for the win was, was that Bailey whacked her head on the, uh, on the corner and then was ripe for the DDT. Do you, do you think that this was a spot where they needed to make Alexa a little bit more heelish as opposed to just a clean win, especially given what they did on Monday, which was just kind of like a, simple rake of the eyes and she gets yet another pin. I I mean, I want her to be, I, I think she's heelish enough. I mean, we know who Alexa okay. Bliss is at this point. We got it cemented on raw the next night. Uh, what do you think? Right. Celia? Does that even make sense? Does just, does just question make any sense at all? Well, okay. Well here, here. Okay. Let me, let me give you a little bit of background here. I, I was thinking that they're, they're trying to build Alexa as an Uber heel, and we're do, and that's the reason why they were beating Bailey in her hometown to help get Alexa the heat of a heel. But they made the win so clean that it just makes Alexa look like a better wrestler and does nothing for her heeldom and makes Bailey look kind of uh, not as good a wrestler as Alexa Bliss. Uh, I could go with that. I don't know either way, but I could definitely go with that. But I don't think there's any problem with people understanding she's a heel. Right. Okay. I, I have no problem with Bailey losing in her hometown. <laughs> um, I, I know there was people that were complaining about that, but I, I also kind of don't think that they see her as the mega star that we all saw. Her. I think they kind of uh, dismiss the kids uh, loving a fangirl and in lieu of wanting someone inspirational. So but that's me. If you are a WWE superstar hopeful, would you, obviously they're going to know where you were born or where you might be living currently. Uh, Would you do everything you could to hide what your hometown is? Or would you try to have like a mailing address somewhere where, you know, WWE never runs just to make sure you will never get embarrassed in your hometown. I would have a kayfabe hometown and would be something made up like from your wildest dreams or, Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, or from anywhere I damn well please, like Sid. Celia Bloom, I have a question for you. Uh, Jeff brought it up. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Why wasn't Sid a bigger star? 
Sid Vicious? Yes. Psycho Sid, you. if you will. I couldn't tell you that, but it, I think you knew that that's what I was going to say. I don't know. I, I, I'm just curious. I mean, the fact that I, I think it's the perfect answer, honestly, because, uh, yeah, more people, you know, they should know who Sid Vicious is, who, you know, they should know who Psycho Sid is, but they don't. And it's sad. You kind of illustrated my point there a little bit. More people should know about Sid. I mean, sad way his career ended. Really sad way. In fact, the rest of the show is now dedicated to Sid's ankle because that's the true friend. Failing Sid's ankle. Sad. It is sad. Oh, yeah, it is sad. When you were uh, when you were getting tickets to the show, were you getting tickets, Celia, just because WWE was in town? Or was there something like drawing you to this? Was it the fact that it was a Raw show? Did you even know that when you were buying tickets? Oh, yeah, it was completely deliberate. I went with uh, my friend Chris, who is a he's just like less super long time knowledgeable wrestling fan. And he gets all those notifications and he came over to my desk one day and he's like, oh, my God. Payback is going to be in San Jose. Let's go. What else? We're going to just watch it at home. Let's just go. And part of what I've been trying to do is really experience wrestling more so than from my living room. Mm -hmm. um, just the, you know, the people, the experience, the wrestlers, the whole thing. And so it was a very deliberate choice. And I had the tickets even before we went to Mania. Okay. You, you say this Chris fella came over to your yeah. desk. This was a coworker? Oh yeah. Yes. And uh, you may know, you may, uh, he's been on, um, when I was doing baking sheets, he, he did most of them with me and, um, he went, he was the voice you heard when the four of us went to NXT not too long ago on, on the podcast, the on the road podcast. Okay. But this was a, this was a fella who is a wrestling fan. So it was not a surprise. You were not bringing coworkers to these wrestling events and be like, hey, look what I'm into. This was someone who knew what uh, he was getting into. Oh, yes, very much. And he's, you know, li listens to Dave and reads the newsletter and all that stuff. Jeff, would you ever invite one of your colleagues to a wrestling show? Or do you hide the fact that you are a wrestling fan at work? It's actually been outed that I'm a wrestling fan at work uh, because I ended up taking a lawyer's kids to uh, SummerSlam a couple times and use the suite. Um, I wouldn't, but I always am amused. Like, uh, I think Bruce Mitchell takes some of his teacher friends to CWF mid Atlantic. And I just go, that's the best way to ever lose friends is to take them to a wrestling show. I, uh, I once made the mistake of taking a colleague to a ring of honor show in Detroit, okay. uh, one day. Uh, and then I had to quit the next day. I had to get out of there. <laughs> I had to get the hell out of town, moved away, moved to Mexico for a few months and then came back. Um, you don't find, you don't find that people are more inquisitive than judgy. Oh no, man. I, I, no. yeah, I just find that people are not, stupid. Not for me. They, they go, they go, don't, don't kids watch that. Or, you know, that stuff is fake or that stuff is stupid or you seem like an intelligent person. I don't know why you'd watch something like that. I've got interesting, stuff. interesting. Hmm. Did you know Monica well, didn't really marry Chandler? That was fake too. God damn it. Jesus. <laughs> Rob getting angry over friends. Did you know the apartment wasn't even real? <laughs> Broke my heart as a kid. <laughs> knowing, knowing that Joey wasn't a goofball in real life. Well, anyway, uh, Seth Rollins, Samoa Joe. This is a match that happened. 
Can I tell you a thing? You can tell all of us a thing and maybe more. I will never, ever, ever, ever view Seth Rollins as a baby face ever. <laughs> and why is that? Why why is Seth Rollins never going to be a baby face? Is it because he's slimy? Well, that too. But also, like, I don't know. It's the gear. It's the voice. It's the fact he's always whining about something or other. Like, he just doesn't present himself. Like, he che- he will always be the bad guy to me. Do you think did that- you see his promo? Did, hold on. Did you see his promo last night? No, I did not. Are you going to tell okay. me I'm wrong now? Uh, no, I'm you saying not, you're not. You a, uh, <laughs> no, no, she's absolutely correct. She but, absolutely but promo, is a mystery. I mean, come on. That promo, may, that promo may change your mind. Oh, no, it won't. It may it, just a little bit. No, it won't. Just a little bit. First yeah, of all, check it out. No, first of all, uh, so Seth Rollins is in the ring on Raw talking about how he deserves Brock Lesnar. He doesn't know what's next. He He dropped the king. He, uh, he beat Samoa Joe. What's next? Oh, Brock Lesnar. Maybe I should go for the title. And then Phil, Finn Balor comes out. He's like, listen, fool, I beat you and then got hurt. If anyone's wrestling Brock Lesnar, it's me. And then The Miz comes out and he's like, hey, guys, why are you talking about Brock Lesnar? I'm the superstar around here. And then Dean Ambrose comes out. And he's like, you guys shouldn't be talking about Brock Lesnar. I have the Intercontinental title. You should be fighting for my title. And then Seth, Finn, and The Miz are like, you know what? You're right. Let's drop ourselves down the Intercontinental Championship. Let's forget about Brock. And then the Miz wins. And guess what? Finn Balor and Seth Rollins will be like, you know what? Never mind that Intercontinental title. Let's go to the world title. And Seth Rollins will be like, ah, I deserve the shot. Blah, blah, blah. I deserve the shot. You know what? This guy spends more time sending dicks to people on DMs. He should be worrying about what's happening in the ring. Okay. And stop having your finishers involve your knee that's busted up and broken. You're going to be hobbling around when you're 35 years old, Seth. Learn something. Learn a thing or two. Should learn more about how Triple H had such longevity. Do what he did. Drink more milk. Eat more bananas. Is that what he did? Okay. He drank milk, ate bananas. I mean, that's what it said in Muscle and Fitness, man. Well, hey, you know, Austin Aries is eating bananas and he's not getting any taller. <laughs> I'm glad you laughed at your own joke. I didn't. I didn't quite get it. I don't know. Uh, Celia Bloom, Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns was the main event of the show. Your first, uh, I, not your first, but this is, uh, this is foolish of us, Jeff. We, neither one of us thought Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman was going to main event this show. How the hell did that did. happen? No, you did not. You thought Bailey and Alexa Bliss would main event the show. No, I said there was a chance Bailey and Alexa Bliss would, but I thought Roman and, and Braun was going to headline. I don't know how on earth I didn't think this was going to happen. Why would we not pick Roman Reigns to main event these shows? Roman Reigns is the main eventer. He is the John Cena right now. If you're not in a title match, it does not matter. You are the main event of the show. Did it feel like mm-hmm. a true main event of the show as Roman Reigns comes out, Celia? No, it didn't. So how, how do the, the people react? react? Yeah, how do they react if you're if you're watching? This is you know this is the last match of the show. You've seen everything you've seen for the last three hours. Like, are they into it? Are they feeling like, oh, this is? Well, I mean, this yeah, is the end were, of the night. They were into it, but I would not say like they were into booing Roman. Like Roman's Roman's over, but not. And then they're way into Braun. I didn't. Probably the arena was divided on on who. On who we were favoring, but they, they were into it, but I wouldn't say at the entrance time, that's not when everyone popped. It was during the match. Really? I, yeah. Yeah. Well, at, at the end you had the crowd, were you in a section that you could loudly hear the crowd chanting? Thank you, Braun. 
to uh, yes. or thank you Strowman for the destruction of Roman Reigns bleeding from the mouth. Yes. So you heard it. I you, you felt that. I wonder how Vince McMahon backstage is listening to that cuz I mean it's happened with John Cena, it's happened with many people uh before then. But you're watching this. Are you thinking you hit a home run backstage when you see Roman Reigns is getting thank you Braun chance as he's out there and there's like no sympathy whatsoever? Or are you uh, delusional a little bit and you're thinking, okay, they're the the people that are sympathetic and the people that are really heartbroken by this are silent right now. They're in shock. They're in awe. And it's just the dickheads in the crowd. The yeah, freaking these millennial nerds. dudes. These nerds are ruining my show. These These dumb millennials who really are the ruining of pro wrestling. I mean, I blame myself. I am what's ruining wrestling. It's you ruined this show, so yeah. Celia, are you having fun on this show? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. She's she's gonna go on another show and say, you know what? I really wasn't all that into it. I just want to go for the live experience. And <laughs> no, she's gonna no, she's going to be uh, going on Twitter like, why did I agree to go on Shake Them Ropes? This was not. This is not what I thought it would be. I thought I would be talking to Jeff more, and instead Rob kept opening his mouth. No, I'm actually enjoying the conversation. Okay, that's Me good. Me too. I'm I glad. Agree. I hope I hope people out there are listening. Um, I wanted to update a couple of polls uh, before we go, before we move on. <laughs> Who looked more whack this week, Luke Gallows or the SmackDown Women's Division? 71% of the audience said Luke Gallows. Mm-hmm. What, does Bray, what does Bray Wyatt look more like? 76% of the audience said Predator. 24% say a spider. So that is your quick update on the polls at Shake Them Ropes. Shocked by that? I mean, that's shocking. That is shocking. More people think Bray Wyatt looked like Predator than a spider. You never had that thought? I uh, I mean, I get the spider thing. He does the spider moves in the ring. But no, I never really thought about Predator. But now I get it. I mean, I can see it with the long uh, braided, you know, braided hair, not braided hair, whatever it is. Uh, you're welcome. That's all you're going to see now. I, I'm going to just see that. I'm just, yeah. gonna, you know, what's weird is because I'm watching the show on, uh, on IFC, uh, called Brockmire and every single commercial break oh. is about alien and it's like alien is singing and it's really weird. And now I'm just going to think about alien and predator. And then I saw a commercial today for predator covenant or alien covenant. I don't even know which alien one it is. Covenant. Uh, that's all I'm going to be thinking about for the rest of the week is alien and predator. Yeah. They they should make a movie. They should make a movie where Alien like battles Predator. I would watch that. Yeah, I think they did. What? <laughs> that can't be true. Do, do, are you enjoying Brockmire? Uh, Brockmire's great. I I think okay. Brockmire's the best show ever to be made. It's a dude who. Uh, oh wait! Who was oh wait! 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 Hold that thought. Hold that thought. Celia, Jeff's about to talk about his showbiz connections really quick. Let's all yeah, listen am, closely. Jeff, go ahead. Never mind. Okay. No, I'm oh, not. I wanted it. I wanted it. This is the best segment in the show. Oh no, it was just a guy who uh, who I improved with for a while. Is was hooked up with Azaria. I found out because I was listening to Azaria talk about when, the <laughs> show on on Tony, on Tony Kornheiser's show. When and he's like, oh yeah, our writer Joel Church Cooper. I was like, I know that guy. The writer's name is Joel, and you say he hooked up with Hank Azaria. Uh, let's let's not push that. All right, he's a happily married man. That you, one weird. You brought it up. Yeah. I'm just asking questions here. I, if we can break news to the general mainstream audience. I just want you to audience. ask good questions. That's all. I, I don't ask for much. 
What else did you think about? Uh, so the the match ends. Braun Strowman gets the win. Uh, Roman Reigns gets carried out, but not really carried out because he refused medical attention. Uh, right. What's the what's the vibe in the building? Like this just ends. Roman Reigns is carried out, and it's just kind of over. What what are you feeling it, at that point? It was the most awkward. Just it it literally just ended. Roman goes through the the you know the the back way there and all the screens, the lights come on, the screens go to the payback logos and people are kind of like, well, what now? And it's an awkward, like two or three minutes. And then I think, you know, Jojo comes on and says, thank you for coming. Have a nice night. Let me ask you this. Do you think that there was any negative carryover from the house of horrors match that affected the audience's reaction to the main event? Like we lost the mojo. Well, just just because they, they okay, it, the the House of Horrors match was reliant on you believing that Randy Orton somehow beat Bray Wyatt back to the building, and just the fact that it was a complete turnoff for the audience, and then they followed up that with with Roman and and Braun, a match where people don't like the guy that they're supposed to like. Uh... I don't think they're, I, th- I think they're two separate things. I, I think okay. people reacted well enough to Braun and Reigns that either they got us back into it or it was just like, whatever, that was an independent thing. But um, one more thing I forgot to tell you, when Braun got in the car and was like, bring me to the arena, the whole <laughs> arena busted out in laughter. Like, who is this dickhead? <laughs> just a guy. Oh, am I not? Am I not supposed to swear on the show? No, Sorry. you can. No, you can say everything. Um, okay. I believe "dickhead" is in the allowed words. Uh, I believe it is. I don't know. We'll find out if. Audio I believe it's old English. This. It's yeah. old English, so it's fine. Yeah. We will. We will find out if we get dropped by iHeartRadio the week we get finally on iHeartRadio. Um, because of the dickhead of our guest, Celia Bloom. But no, you that that's perfectly fine. Um, yeah, Bray Wyatt, uh, Bray Wyatt is going into these house of horrors matches. Like I didn't care. It was a fight. It was, it was something wacky. I think it's completely fine to be wacky every once in a while, especially because we're in the reality area or era. You're going to have so much reality on these shows. You have these characters that are real people. It's fine to have wackiness every once in a while. I, I think this wackiness is better than wackiness that we got with like the boogeyman. I would much rather take Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton coming out here than the boogeyman showing up and Booker T acting scared of him. Anyone? Oh, no, I, I, I thought you made I a good point. I guess so. I was stuck on the Booker T scared. I was visualizing that in my mind. You were visualizing Booker T being scared or being scared of the boogeyman? Being scared of the boogeyman. Okay. Because you can visualize Booker T just being scared, like in real life, right? Probably of Predator. Yeah, well, hello. Who wouldn't they have be the same scared? hair. Yeah. <laughs> same <laughs> they hair. do. Apparently, they have the yeah. same hair. Is uh, who's the one with sonar? Is that Predator? Can't he yes. like see like he has sonar reading? I I don't know. I haven't seen Predator. Yes. I mean, I know what Predator looks like. I've never seen Excuse it. Excuse me. I've never seen Excuse it. Excuse me. I've never seen. You've it. never seen Predator. I've never seen Predator. I mean, I know <laughs> what Predator you live is. Under a rock. Um. No. I mean, well, technically, right now, predator. technically, right now, I am in the lower level under a rock, but that is not uh, that is not my life. I very much live over a rock. 
I know what's happening in the world, but I just haven't you seen Predator. Remedy that pronto. You will yes. like it. It's what's... all boy and guy. Like you're gonna automatically like it. Yeah, that's that's what I am. That's what I am. <laughs> what's more? Uh, what's more whack? Just to steal my own phrasing from earlier, the fact that I've never seen Predator or that I've never seen any of the Matrix movies. Well, I've never seen any of the Matrix movies. Okay, so, so I guess it's the, the fact that I've never seen Predator. Is that abnormal, Celia, <laughs> that we've never seen the Matrix movies? Here's a follow-up question. What's more whack, you not watching Predator or Sean Ross Epp never seeing Star Wars? Steve, oh, you guys are all making me have anxiety. Is there a movie <laughs> that everyone in the world has seen, Celia, but you haven't? You have to relate to this somehow. There's got to be a movie you've just never gotten no, to that you hear I'm everyone talk about. No, because I'm a movie connoisseur, so there's probably not that many. But Have you ever seen oh, Major League? No, that's League? not true. That is not true. Oh, what is that it? That is not what is true. It? Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah, I think that's one that everyone's seen. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, even I've seen that. I've seen both I versions. No, I have no interest in seeing it. Oh, I've You're seen, a freak. I've seen the old black oh, wait, and white, what? and I saw the new one. I saw the new one with uh, like Matilda. I think was yeah. In Dylan McDermott was in that, right? Oh, probably. I mean, that seems like a movie Dylan McDermott would be in. Mm. Yeah, I think so. It seems like a movie a lot of people would be in. I just can't <laughs> remember their names. I um, I remember Matilda. <laughs> I think that's good enough. I think that's good enough indeed. Uh, any final thoughts about uh, this payback show? And would you go to another B pay-per-view again? You said you didn't in particularly like this particular show. You enjoyed the experience. Is this something where you wouldn't even think twice about it? You'll buy a ticket the next time they come to San Jose for like a Raw, SmackDown, or pay-per-view. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's a it's a quick, nice drive. It's a, I mean, I would just be watching it at home anyway, for sure. It's definitely, it didn't, it, it was fun enough. Um, and just one final thought, I was really surprised at how many, um, little kids and their parents bought them the Enzo hat hair. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, I feel like that was the top selling merch. I feel like it's also gonna be the top thing found in the trash come July. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, those never I, last. I have a question for, for you, uh, because of your WrestleMania experiences, do you prefer, the kind of sit there and let them present the show to you, or do you kind of prefer the more intimate slash interactive settings of say an indie show, like in, any of indie. those? Okay. Indie. Mm-hmm, for sure. I it's, mean, front row, like mm-hmm. you couldn't help. You were right there. You couldn't help, but be engaged even if you had, and I didn't know what the hell was going on half of the time. And I had a blast. That's good. And that's all you can ask for. As long as the experience was good and you may not care about the work in the ring, but also you're from a different perspective. You, I mean, you, you're there, you're invested in the show. Uh, so it's good that you had a good time. It's, it's interesting to see what the crowds are chanting these days, especially before the show. Cause then you get a real sense of what's on the top of their mind. And unfortunately still it's wooing. They go to the shows to woo and be a part of the woos. And all it takes is one dude to start it. Mm-hmm. Or one gal. I mean, gals can start chants too. Uh, Somebody was trying to start a douche chant when the Miz put uh, Maurice in front of him. Hmm. I don't know if that one would get over. I mean, in building, it didn't. It didn't. But just when when I was just reflecting on like what what other thing did I experience while I was there? I'd be horrified. It was like thirteen people. I would be horrified 
if I was next to the guy? Like, do I do I really want to be a dude chanting douche at the top of my lungs <laughs> in a crowded area? Like, that's not cool. No. It's not cool at all. Like, I but pro- imagine how you would feel if you mm. think starting a chant is what you should be doing and then you don't. Like, he probably felt like. Well, I mean, listen, I have no, I don't hold any ill will towards leaders, people who want to, uh, people who want to start things. You want to start a chant? You want to start a chant? I wouldn't be the one starting the chant, you know, but if I feel like it's a good one, I might join in. I can't remember the last time I chanted. Jeff, have you ever chanted at a wrestling show? Um, yes. Yes. The, 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 the raw after, uh. Yeah, the, and yeah, the raw after uh, mania. There are plenty of chants that I took part in, including "f that owl." Um, I took part in chant. Yeah, you know, I yelled "Basque" for Keith Lee. You know, I, I chant quite a bit. I mean, I didn't yell "douche." Seems more of a Lilith Fair chant than anything else. So Let much, that one simmer. So much editing. I'm gonna have to do. <laughs> So much editing of just like people think Jeff Hawkins is a good guy and good at jokes because I just edit the show so much. Okay. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No one thinks, no one thinks I'm good at jokes. Trust me. Oh no, that's not true. <laughs> I get DMS all the time. I was like, hilarious joke you told. And I have to remind them that was Jeff Hawkins. Cause they think some people do <laughs> think the at shake them ropes account is both of us. Cause it is the show. Ah. I may have to change oh, because that well, it's also and it's also because of the voice the voices of wrestling are a dual account. Yeah, I yeah, what yeah yeah sure yeah exactly yes. <laughs> uh, uh, Celia Bloom, people can find you at Celia Bloom, I believe on the uh, on the Twitter sphere. Um, what else? What else? What else is going on? What do you want to tell the people about uh, anything you're doing right now, or uh, or the next thing that you might be baking? And that is not a sexist comment. You do bake things on air. You've done it before. Uh, what's that going on? That is true. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm plotting what I'm going to do next, um, kind of in between things <laughs> she, right now. She's, but... she's crossing <laughs> off join Shake Them Ropes as a regular right now. <laughs> she's crossing that off. Like uh, she, she, uh, she made the wrong decision coming on this show. I, I fully, I fully blame my tiredness. I, yes. We've had, a, we've had a great time with you. I apologize for for running in there just really quickly. We've had a great time here. I apologize for my, well, you've had, you've had a great time. I've had, you know, it was okay. It was, it was okay. (laughs) The experience was okay. I'm, I'm sorry, Celia continue uh, with what's going on. Oh, it's okay. I'm going to be brief. I am going to start cooking again through the, the cookbook. Can you take the heat? So I'll be starting that up and I think I'm going to be, working with wrestling with words on that. I'm not so sure yet, but I am going to slowly, but surely um, emerge again, doing something. And I'll let you know what that is as soon as I have a plan. Well, in all seriousness, uh, I'm very thrilled that you, uh, you contacted us and and that we were able to get you on the, on the show tonight uh, to talk about your live experience at payback. We would love to have you anytime that you want to uh, join in and talk about anything uh, it's refreshing to talk to different people, especially, you know, those live in the arena for some of these big shows. Um, you know, it's been a, it's been a trying week. We had to uh, cancel the Sunday night show, uh, because of personal things. Uh, but it was good to come back here and have a conversation about, uh, this show with you. So yeah, anytime that you want to come back, it, it really was, uh, hopefully it was fun and you had a good time with us because I know we did and it was, uh, it was great. Celia Bloom joining us. 
uh, at Celia Bloom on Twitter. I want to thank her again for coming on to talk about WWE Payback, uh, very hastily uh, put together. I, we were, you know, she was live at the building. We were talking about uh, trying to get her on to talk about this and, you know, give her an outlet to, to tell about her experiences. And it all came together very well because, I mean, um, I mean, I briefly mentioned it earlier, but yeah, there was a, uh, it was a trying week. Um, I want to appreciate everyone who, uh, reached out, uh, you know, we had to cancel the show Sunday night talking about payback exclusively just because we had a, I had a family matter come up on Sunday and I wasn't around. I mean, you may have noticed I, I didn't, you know, I wasn't on Twitter talking about raw or SmackDown or the pay-per-view for the last three days, just because I couldn't, uh, couldn't do that. Very tired, but I want to thank everyone for their best wishes. Everything is going to be fine. There's nothing, uh, it doesn't involve me. It involves a family member and everything will end up being fine. So appreciate all the well wishes and appreciate everyone, uh, bearing with us as we, uh, didn't do the Sunday show, but we got this show out and a, a packed show. It was talking about payback and we still got uh, wrestling with shadows coming up. Uh, but I wanted to take a moment to thank, uh, Jeff Lord timepieces has come back, uh, to the building uh, all because, I know Lord timepieces. We've, uh, we've been telling you about these guys for a couple of months, uh, earlier in the year, uh, amazing watches. They came back all because of your support. Uh, we want to welcome them back. They're back with us because of you guys, you guys supported yeah, our a few sponsor. people bought some watches. Yeah, they, they did, uh, more than a few people actually. And I'm very appreciative of that. Um, you know, you got a great watch, you got a little bit of a deal and, uh, and you know, they're very thankful and they want to have more people try out their watches and they, they reach back out to us. Uh, if you haven't checked them out yet, Lord timepieces, do not delay on this. Uh, you can catch them on Instagram and Twitter at Lord time pieces to see some of the amazing watches uh, we posted at Shake Them Ropes uh, a couple of our watches that we got. Um, you know, very happy with the quality of the watch. Uh, the look and style of these watches is phenomenal. Uh, Jeff, you and I both know personally. You got your watch when they came on board. I got my watch. I chose the classic black on black design, and I uh, I end up wearing it almost every day. I'm not really a watch person before this, but now I just can't take it off. It looks sleek with everything I wear. Uh, and not only are these watches great quality. And great looking, uh, but they also come at a great price, starting at only $70 with free worldwide shipping. No matter where you're at, they'll ship free to you, and the watches start at just $70. Bucks. There's no reason not to try Lord Timepieces right now. Lord Timepieces has a great selection of women's watches, too. And Jeff, you know what's coming up? Mother's Day. Mother's Day is coming mm -hmm. around the corner, and they make a great gift idea. Uh, now, right now, back with Lord Timepieces and Shake Them Ropes. We have a great bonus for you. Get 10% off your order at Lord Timepieces when you use promo code ROPES. That is 10% off already great prices at LordTimepieces.com. That's L-O-R-D-T-I-M-E-P-I-E-C-E-S, LordTimepieces.com. Use promo code ROPES right now and save 10% off. Treat yourself today or get a great Mother's Day gift. And then send us a picture of your sweet watch at Shake Them Ropes. We'll tweet it out. Uh, but follow Lord Timepieces on Twitter and Instagram. Go to lordtimepieces.com, use promo code ROPES, and get 10% off. It's that easy, Jeff. I know you're still wearing your watch, too, aren't you? I am, and uh, let me tell you something, fellas. If you are adulting now, uh, get a good watch. Get a nice-looking watch, because it's much classier than pulling out your phone and checking out the time when a young woman asks you for the time. Trust me, it's a great accessory to have when you're wearing a suit or a nice shirt 
or ensemble for your Friday and Saturday nights, it's nice to have a nice matching watch to go along with it. That is what being a man is all about. And you Not know that what? I'm shading the ladies here. But- Not shading anyone, but first of all, the elder statesmen of our communities, when they see when they see uh, folks our age wearing watches, they're impressed because they yes. everyone's on their phone these days. When anyone sees someone with a watch and looking at the time, I think people think more highly of you. And, and that may just be me, but I, I when I see someone wearing an actual watch, I it seems to be a, a little bit of class. A little bit of class goes that way. Uh, so it's really cool. We want to thank Lord Timepieces for coming back uh, with us and sticking with Shake Them Ropes. Uh, Jeff, last week we talked about wrestling with shadows. Uh, I don't exactly remember how it came up, but here we are. Uh, you and I both rewatched the documentary wrestling with shadows and you have some other notes, mm-hmm. um, rewatching this thing. You know, I remembered most of the parts. I mean, it, it ends up being the story of the Montreal screw job and the build up to it and Bret Hart's initial reaction. And then what was to come with the WCW jump? Um, there were some fun parts in here. Fun little uh, tidbits that you're like, I mean, the director was trying to tell us something. And one of those parts pretty early on is when they're still introducing some of the characters in WWE and we get the introduction of Sonny and we have backstage, (laughs) we have backstage the Bret Hart and Sonny like small talk as Sonny is like practically all over Bret Hart when most likely he's just a friend. He's He's just a friend. Oh, Bret, Bret Hart goes on to say unprovoked. Sonny, she's very flirtatious on and off the screen. To me, she's just a good friend. And that's all. Just a friend. Okay, buddy. This director was trying to tell us something like, this Bret Hart's full of shit. Well, I had never seen it. And it came up because I made an executive decision because I wanted something other than WWE in case the shows were bad. And they weren't bad this week. I really enjoyed all three shows I saw this week. Raw SmackDown and the, and the pay-per-view, but I had, I had never seen this and I, I had procured the 10th anniversary edition, which has a few extras. It has an Owen Hart documentary. It has Bret Hart 10 years later talking about as an interview with the director. Everyone's insane. That's involved with this All whole thing. The director Everyone's is the, insane. the director is nuts because he's a, he's a, I wouldn't say he's a muckraker. But he's very close in terms of being a journalist. He, he he has a lot of propaganda he wants to put in his thing. And he was kind of in the interview he, he's giving. It's he's comparing uh, American politics to professional wrestling. And I'm just like, OK, you've uh, you have an axe to grind here. Um, I have a question and, and this is a legit question because I, I don't know and I wasn't able to do any research on the why about this. Why were they filming? backstage in the first place what what is the what was the was it a biography about Hart and and the Hart family and Stu and they just happened upon the montreal screw job because there's a lot of me thinking you know the, the natural thought was that this was all set up just for the cameras uh, you know at least certain parts of it i mean like that the Stu Hart stuff total total playing it up for the for the cameras, especially yeah. that one kid that they had down there getting stretched. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, it was just a documentary on Bret Hart. Uh, they didn't exactly know what was going to happen. They start filming in 1996, like a year before yeah, was, anything was going to happen here. Right. It just seems like there wasn't anything interesting in Bret's life necessarily. And 
That was always the funny part to me was when Brent goes, I really didn't want to do wrestling. I wanted to go into movies. I'm like, dude, the, the one knock against you is your lack of charisma. What, what, what did you think you were going to do in the movies? Be, be an actor? I mean, it, it just seems like there was nothing going on at that time in Brett's no, life. No, it, it wasn't supposed to be anything, though. It became this controversial uh, documentary. Okay. It became this. It was just supposed to be a little, we're going to follow Brett Hart for a short time. We're going to show you what it's like to be a professional wrestler. And the film starts out with Brett Hart just introducing these wacky characters and them showing some of the wacky characters and nothing too serious. It was just like, okay, these are real people. Uh, this is I what they the do. And, and this is how they got, I mean, how they got cameras inside the WWF, how Vince McMahon even signed off on any of this, because it was only going, it wasn't going to be anything that broke any walls right. here. Anything that, uh, not, uh, that's the wrong way of saying it, because obviously they were going to show stuff behind the scenes, but I mean, like they weren't going to, uh, to just run into the WWF's house and start smashing things. Right. They were right. just uh, a fluff piece, if you will. They were just going to oh, show okay. Bret Hart, like, um, you know, something to put on Canadian television and we're like, piece makes sense then. Okay. And that's all it was supposed to be. And then they keep filming and all of a sudden, okay, you got contract talks. Now it's getting a little juicier. The director's thinking, oh, we could, we could actually do something with this. Maybe this is going to be more. And then you have the Montreal screw job and you're like, holy shit. We have, we have a contract that gives us the ability to shoot this stuff behind the scenes. And this is a pretty big thing that's going on. You know, this top star we're right. making a movie about just got screwed from his job. Let's do yeah, something with I'll, it. I'll say this, Brent, you know, for all the, I mean, for all the criticisms he gets about, he took, he was a, you know, he takes himself way too seriously in terms of that. I think he honestly just cared about his reputation. Oh, and for I sure. think, you know, the whole, and I think the whole thing about uh, kids are watching this. I think he takes that very, very seriously. And I think he really did have a problem when the attitude era came up yeah. in terms of how, how, how the business as a whole was being, I think he cares about the business he, and he cares about his quote unquote brand. I think he's very genuine about that, but that, but the way he does, it comes off as very aloof and oh, very off putting. It's a mix. I mean, he cares about wrestling and he cared about role models. Like he's very much yes. a believer in role models. Go. There you go. But that, the, that's much better way of saying and, it. And, but it's also a mix of, you know, he wanted to maintain his spot. He wanted to maintain that right. he was a big star. Yeah. He didn't want to be feeling, because he's also coming at the end of the Hulkamania era where he thinks like he's better than Hulkamania, where he's better well, than there's Hulk There's still Hogan. some self, yeah, don't get me wrong. There's still some self-serving here. Don't, there, there, there is with, with, with Brett in terms of wanting to keep the business. I found that, that weird electric chair thing that he has in his house. That might be the most... Th- Unbret Hart thing I could ever think of, the the kind of the puppet life size puppet. Did you see that? Well, yeah, yeah. No, it's yeah, I, I, uh, I'm with you. So, I'm with you. There's some weird stuff. No, There's um, some funny stuff. I enjoyed. In here. I enjoyed the. I enjoyed the introduction of Vader and talking about him. I, <laughs> he's just a big baby. <laughs> I, I love how he's playing up that. Uh, also, yeah, I have a degree in business and I'm building a shopping center. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm a professional wrestler, but I really do all these awesome things. I. I mean, we're never going to get it now. WWE does their own documentaries and WWE isn't going to let access like that anymore ever. And probably rightfully so, but my the, God, the if they things, could, if they yeah. could do a wrestling with shadows type documentary and who knows what they would ever, uh, you know, actually make a documentary of cause news like this, you know, like the, uh, the Montreal screw job, uh, screw job probably isn't happening anytime soon, but I would love a Kane documentary 
Like now we're having him run for mayor. Let's get a documentary on Kane. Wouldn't that be just wacky? Like have one final year in WWE while he's running for mayor and uh, and put it on TV. That'd be full, that'd be fun. It'd be much better than twenty four Goldberg. Yeah. The the thing that stuck out to me quite a bit, both in the Brett documentary and in the Owen extra is Vince McMahon, I think. Just how absolutely off the off the reservation he is, so to speak, off the off the tracks, whatever you want to say, because his defensiveness when, well, I feel you weren't upfront with me either. I go, there is nothing to indicate that Bret Hart was never upfront and and wasn't direct with Vince McMahon about any of this that was going on. That's what got me when the. Uh, when they replayed the, the promo right before the attitude era about how, how Vince look, I remember where I was when that promo happened. I had just moved to LA, I think. And and he's like, I feel we shouldn't be insulting your intelligence. I, I just went really. Cause every story you've ever told hasn't been played to the top of anybody's intelligence. It's been lowest common denominator. And then during the Owen, uh, documented the press conference after the accident where he's like, it was an accident. It was a tragic, tragic accident. And a reporter asked a question about why wasn't there a second rig or a second line, a safety line. And Vince, you know, Vince is doing the hard swallowing and the kind of the googly eyes looking around. And then all of a sudden he just, you can just see the anger and the seething behind him. Like, like, look lady, I gave an apology. I said it was an accident. I guess you're an expert on these things. Why are you making this press conference about you? I just went, oh my god, how how defensive are are you that you're you're? <laughs> it's it's almost like he was angry that they just didn't take his contrived, of course, explanation of of, of his contrived press statement to just be the truth and to move on with their lives. I found that part especially. I just went. God, I wish I could find this entire press conference again. I, I've been nah. looking for the video and I can't find it. And and I sent the clip that I could find to Brandon Howard, who had mm. never seen it either. He was like, I've my goodness. It's like, yeah, it's like it's such a reveal behind the curtain that you don't see so often. I mean, the, the only time they even came as close to this was in uh, Beyond the Mat when when you know and again i take most of the things they caught on camera there because they wanted to get rid of that footage eventually i take that as being part of the real vince <laughs> you know he wanted to make movies as a kid so i take that as gospel very interesting documentary obviously going through 1996 1997 bret hart uh, the whole thing is on youtube right now you can go to youtube and watch this thing uh, with a lot of background uh, and backstage footage of WWE that WWE agreed to and then ultimately tried to stop uh, before realizing that they were they were not on the right side of the law and had to agree to it, um, but got uh, got the documentary from from really gaining widestream exposure or mainstream exposure in a wider audience because uh, not too many, unless you're a hardcore wrestling fan, have seen it. I mean, hell. Jeff, you just saw it for the first time this week. That kind of goes to the I point had, there. I, yeah, I had had it on my DVR, and then I just never got around to it. Right. You know, when it when it broadcast on A and E, and then it's just like it, over time, it's like, well, you know, you've heard the stories mm-hmm. and you hear this, all these things. So I really need didn't need to see it. I, I you know, you, I felt I never had to see it. Mm-hmm. 
And then it's just curiosity got the better. I mean, I'm like, I really should sit down and watch this. Yeah, you should watch it. Uh, Wrestling with Shadows. Go watch it on YouTube if you've never seen it. The story of 1996-1997. Bret Hart and his uh, the Montreal Screwjob and the falling out with WWE and moving on to WCW. Um, wanted to end the show on some quick notes. Uh, Jeff, get your thoughts on these. Uh, TJ mm-hmm. Perkins is now known in WWE simply as TJP. So he's TJP again. The announcers had some trouble with this on, on 205 Live tonight. Uh, a lot of times Perkins slipping out and them stopping themselves. Uh, what do you think about TJP back in WWE? Well, he's he's still wearing the TJ Perkins t-shirt, which makes it confusing. But um, this is how I was really reintroduced to him after you know the Indies. Because on Evolve, they rebranded him as TJP when he was uh, with Stokely Hathaway. So I, I, I th- and I thought that was his most engaging character. So I have no problem with the heel character being TJP, much like, you know, Rocky Maivia becoming the rock. I think it's done nothing but help him. And, and the brand, the rebranding, I think will help him be more heelish too. If they get, you know, new music for him and a new entrance. Jack Swagger is debuting for AAW in Chicago on May 25th. Are you interested in Jack Swagger's indie run? Yes, I am, because I'd like to see if he can work, use his amateur background and work more than the WWE style. I mean, I'm dying to see a match with him and Jeff Cobb. And finally, we referenced it earlier with Celia. Brock Lesnar, his first match uh, back in WWE since WrestleMania, defending the Universal title at Great Balls of Fire. Is Great Balls of Fire the best pay-per-view name ever? It is possibly the worst pay-per-view name ever for WWE, not including WCW names. And who do you think the opponent's going to be? Because right now the main contenders are Finn Balor, Seth Rollins. Uh, Could be that those two have a match for the right to face Brock Lesnar. What is the better match? Braun. You think Braun? Braun? Really? I think it's going to be Braun. Braun yes. Strowman. And Braun Strowman is the conduit to getting the title back on Roman? Uh, Possibly. Or or even Finn. Or even Finn. Yeah, I, I don't really know about Finn. I don't, I don't think Finn Balor is in the title picture I don't think Braun's beating, beating uh, Lesnar. <laughs> Not at all. I don't think there's a chance of that. But I think he, he weakens Brock enough... So whoever they decide to put the belt on on su- at SummerSlam yeah. wins it. So it's either going to be Finn or Roman again. I think you do. You go and uh, maybe you don't destroy Seth Rollins. I guess it could be Finn Balor in the title picture just to lose to Brock Lesnar. Because, yeah, you're right. Brock Lesnar's probably not losing until WrestleMania when Roman beats him. Uh, I mean, that's the match. There's no reason so far to think that they're doing anything other than Brock and Roman Reigns at next year's WrestleMania. Uh, oh, I don't think Los- Brock keeps it till Mania. Hold on. Okay, I don't think wow. Brock keeps it till Mania. I think yeah. he loses it at SummerSlam because of the Braun match. Okay. Either way, Braun Strowman, his profile is rising. Uh, what is the, uh, anything else from SmackDown or Raw TV this week that really caught your eye? The, the biggest thing, the top topic on your head from Raw and SmackDown is what? Oh, not even top, but the best thing on there was what they did with the fashion police and the law and order, uh, parody that they did with him that thing was fantastic i wish they had done that earlier in the run they are yeah that well they're now in the tag team contendership race they're getting a tag team title shot at backlash so good for them good for tyler breeze starting to make a run here uh final update on the polls what does bray wyatt look more like a spider or predator 71 percent 
say Predator. And who looked more whack this week? Luke Gallows or the SmackDown Women's Division? 67% right now say Luke Gallows. Those are your poll updates. Catch us at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter. Follow us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and now iHeartRadio. You can search Shake Them Ropes on iHeartRadio and the iHeart app. So go check us out. Go follow. Go leave a rating and review on iTunes, even if you don't listen that way. Leave a rating and a review on iTunes. Hit Jeff up at CrapGame13 on Twitter and myself at Shake Them Ropes. We'll see you next week, everybody. In a world of one million wrestling podcasts, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money.